Helen tried not to look at her watch, because looking at your watch never changed anything. But it was already a quarter to seven, and her husband's headlights had yet to appear at the top of the hill. Evening had darkened to the point where she had to press her forehead to the kitchen window and frame her eyes with her hands just to see outside. Meadow Close was a dead-end street, and so even if she couldn't make out the car itself, the moments she saw headlights of any kind cresting the hill, there was a one-in-six chance they were Ben's. More like one-in-three, actually, because by turning her face a bit in the bowl of her hands, she could see the Hughes's car parked in their driveway, and the Griffins, and that obscene yellow Hummer that belonged to Dr. Parnell. Mom? Sarah yelled from the living room. Can I have some more seltzer? Twelve was old enough to get your own fanny out of the chair and pour your own third glass of seltzer. But it was Tuesday, and on Tuesday evening, guilt always ruled, which was why Sarah was eating dinner in front of the TV in the first place. And so Helen said only, pointedly, Please? Please? Sarah answered. She couldn't help stealing a look at the kitchen clock as she closed the refrigerator door. 6.50. Mr. Passive-Aggressive strikes again, she thought. She wasn't always confident she understood that expression correctly, passive-aggressive, but she referred to it instinctively whenever Ben failed to do something he had promised her he would do. Sarah was sitting on the couch with her plate on her lap and her feet on the coffee table, watching some horrific show about rich girls. She still wore her shin guards, but at least she'd remembered to take her cleats off. Helen placed the seltzer bottle on the table at a safe distance from her daughter's right foot. Thank you, she said. Thank you, Sarah repeated. Then they both turned to watch a beam of light finish raking the kitchen, and a few seconds later Helen heard the lazy thump of a car door. Instead of relaxing, she grew more agitated. She hated to be late for things, and he knew that about her, or should have. Ben walked through the front door, wearing his slate-gray suit with an open collar and no tie. When he was preoccupied, which was his word for depressed, he had a habit of pulling off his tie in the car and then forgetting it there. Last Sunday, Helen, passing his Audi in the garage, had glanced through the window and seen three or four neckties slithering around on the passenger seat. It had sent a little shudder through her, though she didn't know why. His eyes moved indifferently from Sarah to her dinner plate to the TV as he trudged past them toward the hallway. But his expression didn't change. He was sunk too deep in whatever he was sunk in even to make the effort to convey his disapproval. Helen followed him into their bedroom. He finished emptying his pockets onto the dresser and then turned toward her without a trace of engagement, as if she was trying to talk to a photo of him. We're late, she said. He shrugged, but did not so much as consult the watch right there on his wrist. So let's go, he said. You're not going to change? What for? She rolled her eyes. It's date night she said. He scowled and started taking off his pants. Really, it was like having two adolescents in the house sometimes. So that he wouldn't lose focus, he was perfectly capable these days of sitting on the bed in his shorts 
with his lips moving silently for half an hour or more, she stood there and watched him pull on a clean sweater and a pair of pressed jeans. His hair still looked like he'd been driving with the top down, but whatever. That kind of detail Sarah was very unlikely to notice. When he was done, they marched back out through the living room, and Helen grabbed her bag and kissed Sarah on the top of her head. You can call either cell, she said. We'll be back by 8.30. You know the drill. On the television, a girl and her father appeared to be auditioning a group of male strippers. Happy date night, Sarah said in a deep voice, meant to sound hickish or retarded. And with one finger, she mimed inducing herself to vomit. They took Ben's car because it was still in the driveway. Helen tossed his necktie onto the back seat. He drove too fast, but only because he always drove too fast, and they were ten minutes late for Dr. Beckett. Not that Beckett seemed to care. Why would she? She got paid for the hour either way. So if she doesn't mind, Helen thought as they took their seats at the threadbare arms of the couch, and Ben doesn't mind, then why am I the only one who minds? What is the matter with me?